stories from ordinary people. Hello. How was your day, TJ? You know, it was pretty good. It was overcast, but we got stuff done. We got siding done at the job site. Ask any uncle. They'll yeah. tell you we got stuff done. We had blanket fort day at school today. That was oh. kind of interesting. The girls, they didn't care about it a whole lot. They just kind of wanted to study together. So they just kind of went in a circle around the ping pong table. But the boys, they went all in. They tried to rebuild the Taj Mahal. Oh, okay. Um, only it fell down every five minutes. They had enough clothespins and, like, wooden rods to did they really build something. Did they have homework, though, is what I want to know. No, they actually got done. Oh, okay. Good I was done. somewhat surprised, to be honest. Yeah, because those days like those are never good for me. <laughs> yeah. Our content today is mostly centered around... Um, your Iraq experience, correct? Yeah, uh, kind of. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't start there, but it ends. Yeah. It'll end there. You want me to start into this story, man? I do. I think I had. I didn't really. Should we discuss any feedback we got? Um, did you get anything really? Nothing directly. A bunch of kind people who said they liked it. Um, and about the whole regularity of our stuff, man. I would really like to be release, releasing regularly. Maybe we should just adjust it to bi-weekly. Yeah. We tried weekly for a while. It's been three weeks since our last one, so... Yeah, just um, life's busy. Trust us. We're doing our best, guys. Yeah. Um, Maybe we can... We're going to be... The problem is we're going to be gone at OFJ for the next week and a half, so um, maybe we can record one before we leave and then release it. Mm -hmm. Um, OFJ is a work project at Children's Homes in Mexico. Um, As old as three siblings, TJ, myself, and Christy are going on. Leaving this weekend. It's going to be pretty good. I'm excited about it. Oh, yeah. Speaking of weekends, I got um, <laughs> I got an update from the uncles. It has nothing to do with weekends. I just love segueing like that. Anyway. But from our last episode, Uncle Tom um, pointed out that the cousin of um, the Duffy who lives here is actually a professional hockey player named Eric Johnson who is missing many teeth. And... Um, yeah, plays in the hockey league, makes six million a year or something like that. Yeah, it's from Minneapolis or Bloomington or something like that. And that is pretty cool. Pretty yeah, interesting. And that episode was a while ago. It was, yeah. Uh, TJ's gonna post a picture of us in DC <laughs> with Duffy yes. to our to our new Shrobros podcast Instagram page. Go check it out. Um, it's the only social media outlet we have right now, and hopefully we'll be posting updates there. So go check it out, and you'll be able to keep updated, and it'll be awesome. Yeah. Anyways, well, this hockey player, it's kind of funny. He, when did his big injury come? Oh, I forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah. But I think it came right before the season or maybe right at the end. Yeah. Off season sometime. Anyway, hockey players, big, tough dudes. Dude. And he's a defenseman. He's bigger than most. Yeah. He's the big and tough of the big and tough. He's missing his, both his front teeth. So he's real deal. And he got, he went golfing and got his foot stuck in between the go- the gas and the brake and ended up um, tearing ligaments or something and missed the whole season. That's jacked up. Dude. And he's, yeah, crazy kid. Oh, man. Almost as bad as slipping in the tub. Yeah, and he's cousin or something of people who live right here. Oh, well, that's a, that's a far connection. Have you heard the theory that you're only six connections away from any person in the world? I have heard that. Isn't there a game called that? Something of Kevin Bacon? Oh, degrees of... <laughs> yeah. I don't play it, but... Yeah. We play the Mennonite game. That's yeah. Better. You're only within oh. two or three of any Mennonite. Right. We'll jump right into your story then. We'll All right. 
Yeah, okay. So the story starts in an unlikely place. Um, kind of a deep archive. One of the... There's been a lot of shootings, I guess. But remember the nickel mine shooting at an Amish school in Pennsylvania? It was some oh. crazy... He, Some crazy guy. He was a truck driver of some kind. I think he knew a lot of people at the school. But for whatever reasons, was mentally unstable and went in and... He like sent the boys out of the school and then ended up shooting some of the girls. Man, I've got the story here. I don't remember the details, but anyway, very awful story. Um, but there was some interesting plot lines through the whole experience. The family who lost girls to the shooting, um, they started a relationship with the family of the shooter. Um, they forgave him, and yeah, it was really beautiful the way people came together instead of. Um, getting bitter and yeah things that can happen sometimes and there's tragedy but anyway so that happened a while ago let's see if I can find a date here um, don't rush it we can always edit out can't find a date anyway um one way or another, there was a documentary made about this whole story of the shooting and the forgiveness of the Amish community of the shooter. And this documentary made its way over to Kurdistan, Iraq. Um, they watch a lot of movies over there. And anyway, some people watch this movie. Kurdistan is kind of, it's just a somewhat autonomous region of northern Iraq. It's kind of like if Texas um, had a bunch of people who were just a slightly different race, and they kind of managed their own thing, but technically they were part of our own country. They had succeeded, like some people say, or whatever. Yeah. Um, it'd be kind of a messy, complicated relation. That's what Kurdistan is. Anyway, they, some people there saw this documentary about the nickel mine shooting, and they were just so impressed by the forgiveness that the community showed that they thought, we need to learn this. Like, it was a moment of really great um, awareness for a community in the Middle East, like, with all the conflict they have. And so they thought, we need to learn to forgive like this. So they had, like, some American contacts that they kind of used the six degrees of separation <laughs> deal to get connected with some Amish back in Pennsylvania and ask them if they could come teach them this way of forgiveness. And... One way or another, they found some Amish who were willing to travel over to Iraq, and they it kind of just did some time teaching them about um, Jesus' principles and did some praying with them, and that was kind of the end of that deal. It the relationships continued on a little bit. They helped put a roof on a school, um, but then the relationships really came into play back in 2014 when ISIS started taking over territory and causing lots of problems throughout the region. And then these Amish people really wanted to help the, all the refugees that were being displaced because of ISIS, and they were able to use their connections they'd made with the Kurdish government to uh, bring over some people. And some of their first work was uh, people living in unfinished houses didn't have ways to seal up these houses. Because it gets pretty cold, like almost snows sometimes in northern Iraq during the winter. And so they would um, give out wooden plastic to help seal up these houses. And it's a really cool story, almost Joseph-like, how like something incredibly 
horrific and tragic can be turned into something good. And it's the most random thing. Like, who thinks of Amish going yeah. over to... It's usually, like, big Texas Marines who go to Iraq, but um, it's people going to serve, but with just a different yeah. purpose. So anyway, interesting story. Ended up being... Um, I'm a little bit closer to knowing some Amish and <laughs> ex-Amish and um, some friends and I really wanted to go to Iraq and it ended up happening back 2016. Wow, it, it has been a while. Yeah, now. we flew out the day Trump got elected. Really? Yep. That's very appropriate. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. remember. Orange hair comes in, we out. Yeah, wasn't there lots of moving to Canada memes? At oh, the Yeah. Yeah. Everyone was going to move to Canada. I'm not, did anyone? No, I don't think so. Happened. Lots of crying Instagram videos about countries going to pot, but yeah, yeah. nothing happened. Um, anyway, we were there for about a month, and yeah, it was a good time. We got to continue on like with some of the work that we talked about. Uh, but then one interesting story I wanted to tell from there is uh, for about a week we stayed in a town that was right close to the border of where ISIS was still holding territory. Um, it was a large city that ISIS had held for about a year, and it had been freed for about a year, um, but it had been destroyed in the process of being taken by ISIS and then retaken by uh, Kurdish army, Peshmerga, and was still pretty destroyed. And ISIS, when they leave, they leave behind all kinds of nasty gifts, um, IEDs rigged besides roads and in houses and stuff, um, makes people moving in very unsafe and just... A difficult situation for everyone involved and what we were doing there was cleaning out these houses that got destroyed and we just kind of haul all the junk out to the street and then they'd have people who'd take care of it and one day there was three of us gringos hauling dirt away out of a house that was a somewhat of a command center for isis when they controlled the area and there's I think two or three tunnels out of there. Um, one of them had something nasty coming, smelling out of it. We did didn't go like, down into tunnels. You did go down into tunnels in that city. Oh, though, yes, you? at one point where we were told it was safe. <laughs> yeah. We didn't go down in these tunnels. Okay. Because, yeah, sometimes... But it, working in the houses, meh, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Well, and it, and it kept getting worse. Um, we How were working. It worse? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, that was three gringos, and... Um, there's four of us on the trip, but the one guy is going off with another, Terrell, was going off with another dude. They were putting in some glass for someone. And so there's just th us three, and then the dude who knew his way around, who is kind of in charge of us, showing us what to do. He left. He had something to do. It was a crazy week. Um, our leader had ended up in a traffic accident, and he was out. And, oh, just other things going on. Anyway, we're left like two or three miles from ISIS territory. And we're cleaning out this house. And because they dug all these tunnels, there's this huge pile of sand in the front room. And so we're just moving this lots of sandbags and just loose sand in these junky wheelbarrows out to the front. So this house could eventually be used again by people who are moving back. And we're working hard. It's a rainy, soggy day, grunting away. Um, we had a nice Bluetooth speaker bumping those jams and <laughs> grunting along. And all of a sudden, we come to a wire buried in the sand dun 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 <laughs> okay whatever it's kind of weird there's kind of other junk buried in here but okay so we're gonna just work around that and then about at the same time we come to the bottom of a large cooking pan buried in the dirt and which can look like any number of things when you've only <laughs> yeah. found the bottom <laughs> yeah um 
So yeah, we were we were a little nervous about what to do here because it obviously looks like the parts of what can be made into a bomb sometimes. Did you have a meeting where you drew straws and said, "Okay, okay, Jimmy, you <laughs> you have the least to give. <laughs> you go uh, to, to to the world. You go and your family take it won't out. miss you." Yeah. No, we didn't quite. Man, we were we were awfully like. Glib. Did everyone know about it? Like, um, we thought it was weird. We didn't take it as seriously as we probably should have. Um, we, we took some videos just about the whole situation because we stopped working for a bit. Like, we kind of like gently lost the dirt around just to see if it was something. And, uh, then we went back behind like the, the brick wall. Like everyone has like, there's the wall out by the street. Yeah. And yeah. like go throw rocks at it just to see. Yeah, that doesn't seem like a bad idea actually. Cause... That is like redneck bomb disposal if there ever was. And we kept doing all that and nothing was happening. So we just like gently go dig with our fingers some more. And it ended up being just that. A just cooking pan wire cooking and a loop pan. of wire. It's like ISIS pranked us. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess it's like the soft version of, say, like, could have pranked us for real. That would have been no good. But yeah. it's a funny deal. Just like not everything that looks like not all smoke actually is fire. Yeah. And things but, that can get over-dramatized on the news, like, aren't that bad. But in the same way, if you would have handled... Do you think if you would have handled a real IED the same way you handled that? Yeah. I don't know. How how many fingers or yeah. whatever would you be missing or Quite complete arms or... We did hear them talk about there was a dude, like within a month of when we were there, like before we came, lost his hand. Like he'd been chased out of his house a year ago, came back, went turned his key into his house and went in and like, I think it blew his arm off. Wow. Kind of make you feel... And he wasn't, he just was a refugee. He didn't have sides or anything. Wasn't with the army. No. Yeah. He probably would have been Yazidi, which means it would have been yeah. the right thing for him to leave. But, yeah. Anyway, so that's the story. God can turn cool things out of very crappy situations. And not all smoke is fire. Yeah. But where there is there's smoke, there's fire. Probably. I don't know. Anyway, Stop, any, st- don't smoke, kids. That's yeah, or vape. Of the Come lessons. on, yeah. Um, you got any content you want to bring? Um, no, not today. Um, I have come up with um, content for maybe a few episodes after this. Okay. We'll yeah. Um, we are thinking about having uh, guests on, right? Yeah. yeah. Like we're, or I'm running out of stories. Yeah, we are. We need to start living more interesting lives or something like that. Yeah. But. We would love to have guests on, yeah. Um, we would have to share mics. We're kind of low on yeah. production. but Our production is going up every time, which it, is pretty it nice. It really is. It's kind of cool is to Is this watch. our first time with this setup? Yes. We, I've got um, a little swinging boom. Yeah, for those who can't see or have, don't follow the Instagram page, um, we just got a new boom uh, stand, and yeah. Patrick is reaping the benefits. Yeah, uh, It's really nice. So we did have a question for Yes, since... It's mainly for single people, and I just thought how maybe it is kind of well, a little bit weird since we are both single ourselves. It is. Or it could be for parents, too, like what oh. they're... Oh. Um, uh, yeah. You know, what they allow So if you're sick do. of your Zoomer or millennial, just... What's stay, a Zoomer? Uh, Generation Z. Yeah, just, just say Zoom. Oh, because boom... Okay. <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah. This guy's living in 2021. <laughs> Not yet. Okay. Speaking of which, uh, Spectrum did a video on boomers. Oh, wow. I'm really trying to get someone's... Okay. Yeah. Get our money already. Anyway, so, like, if you want to get the 
the Zoomer, the millennial of your house. The, kind of the question is, would you go on a blind date? Ooh. What's your answer, TJ? You know what? I answered yes when you said before, but I really don't think so anymore. Like, I Why not? Need, well, I would need a lot more than just a blind date, like um, someone walking up to me and saying, hey, this is this person you should just go out on a date with. No, I need to know the person who told me this, that there's a person I should go out with. I need. There has to be a level of trust. Yeah, which I'm assuming in this question you're saying that there is but still it's <laughs> yeah. it's a pretty hesitant yes if so yeah and definitely an older one <laughs> yeah what about you would you go on a blind date yeah as long as the person i trust who like can feel like an informed decision and like yeah go for it. like i'm you i'm not the most um adrenaline junkie try all the crazy things <laughs> but like more socially like I'm getting to the older. I don't care, and like I, I'm fine yeah. with trying new fun things. I, yeah, there'll be awkward moments. There'll be anyways on. Or, yeah, or it could just be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's just something that's not part of our culture a whole lot. Yeah, and that's um, fine. It does but. kind of stray into the um, casual dating world, which not a lot of people. I just was talking with Sean Weaver about this. Oh so. yeah, um, he's ca- he's casually dating. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. He's uh, not. It's kind of one of those things. Bible wasn't super clear on it. You can you can do either system and respect the other gender well. Yeah. But um, both can be treated badly, too. Yeah. Respectful Stay. people will make the best of any yeah. system. But, yeah. So, anyway. it's a no from me. It's a probably a yes from Patrick. Slide into our Instagram DMs <laughs> if you want. <laughs> no, we're, right. we would not use this podcast. Is it? All right. Well, thank you so much for listening today, and we'll um, close out this episode with a little guitar riff. Oh, original tunes. Yours truly. Thank you very much for listening to Show Bros. Peace. Keep your stick on the ice. <laughs>